Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a monster. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. Touch of madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to DDP Today, a show that's a little about us, a lot about Disney, and fun for the whole family. I'm your host, and my name is Justin, and tonight I am joined by three of my buddies. I'm so glad to see your smiling faces. I'm going to start with a guy who hasn't been here because he has been super busy. Congratulations, brother, on your recent graduation uh, and all the success. Mr. Mike, how are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. You know, I am so glad to be back. It's been obviously quite a while. Um, thank you, everybody who's been texting me, calling me, sending me messages, stuff on Facebook. Uh, as you know, I, I just graduated from the South Carolina Criminal Justice Academy. It was a requirement for work. Got some courses done. Um, and I'm glad it's done. I'm glad it's over with. Uh you know, pulling back the curtains a little bit, I did get to spend a little bit of time with you guys because I get the pleasure of doing test listens when it comes to the show. So I've been following along. I've been missing you guys very much, but I am happy to be back. I'm happy it's my favorite time of year. It's the holiday season. The house is decorated. The trees are up and um, nothing but good stuff from here on out. So uh, good to see you guys. Good to be recording again tonight. And I am super excited to see you guys. I called you just the other day and I was just like, I miss you. I don't think I've ever said that like literally to another man before in my life, but I was I was legitimately just like I miss you. I am so happy you're back. Uh, so good to have you back on the show. Of course, I know people are gonna love hearing your voice. Uh, I'm gonna start with the buddy I was with last night talking a little Universal Unleashed. That show is back at it. And I hope you go over and enjoy that show, Universal Unleashed. That is part of DDP today, our sister show from the uh, park down the street. Mr. Dan Rossi, how are you, man? Good, good, uh, gentlemen. How are you guys doing? Again, congrats, Mike. That was an awesome accomplishment. Um, um, you know, I'm super excited. Today was like in the fire service. It was kind of like Christmas morning for us. We had uh, what we call vacation pick. So everyone on my shift who's off today, we we got together and we picked all of our days off for all of 2023. So like it's it's a it's a good day. I'm picking days off for for the Disneyland trip. Uh, you know, I'm picking you know days off all throughout the year for Universal Unleashed in September. So you know, it, it, it's a happy day. It's kind of like a it's kind of like a fantasy football draft for us. <laughs> so to speak, but it was good. And then on top of that, like next week, I'm heading down to Disney. So all is well. Awesome, man. Well, I tell you what, you've been through the academy. Mike's been through the academy. Mike sent me a picture of his kind of dorm he was staying in, and I saw the nice little twin bed that he had to sleep in, pretty much for the for the entire duration of his stay. Uh, so I want to bring on our next host, the guy who chooses to sleep in a twin bed, just because uh, he <laughs> likes to feel comfortable and, and right there, Mister Aussie Dave. What's up, man? I'm good. I'm a little concerned you know about that, but other than that, no. <laughs> uh, I am I am great. Uh, Dan, I have also just been doing uh, bid for vacation days and all of those sorts of things where you start getting set up for the next year. So uh, it's been a whole lot of fun on this end as well. Uh, however, I do have, and I had somebody uh, send me a message the other day asking about this, and you mentioned uh, the Disneyland trip, and uh, I wanted to put it out there and say that unfortunately, I don't think that I am going to make it out to the Disneyland trip, um, which saddens me greatly, and I'm already having FOMO 
Um, and we're still six months away from it and I'm having FOMO. Uh, my family and I are in the process of uh, saving for a major travel um, and I'm not actually even taking that much in the way of vacation uh, next year because I need to put it all towards January of 2024. We're aiming for a trip to Australia, which is really exciting. Well, I tell you, well, we're going to talk about this. I yeah. think we're going we, we we're going to be able to work out you getting out there. We'll, we'll I, I really see. do. We'll see. We're going to we'll we're going to chat about it. I know you <laughs> said this, but I'm just managing expectations right now. So I think you are, um, but let me just go ahead and say that uh, I think I think uh, by the time Mike and I sit down, we'll 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 make this we'll happen. See. You know we'll see. We'll see. Hey, um, I do have one other big thing going on in my house though at the moment, and What's that up? is that an elf arrived this week. Mm. Um, and I'm not sure if any of you have elves in your house, but um, it, 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 it draws a lot of attention. It draws a lot of uh, angst and a lot of, um, yeah, trepidation as we head into the holidays. Um, uh, uh, do you, I know Mike's girls, my, uh, were Mike's girls too old for elves to come visit before they became cool and everybody knew about them? No, no. Uh, we had an elf named Stevie oh. that visited us for a very long time. And being that my girls are older right now, the elf doesn't need to keep an eye on them uh, <laughs> at their age. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, I would like if the elf was keeping an eye on them. Because, you know, when your daughter's off at college, you kind of want to make sure that, you know, she's behaving. You know, when yeah, she's of course. off on her own. But um, I, I do miss Stevie being in the house. It was, a, it was an amazing time that, they, uh, that my girls enjoyed thoroughly that I thought was a fantastic time that, um, I really uh, enjoyed seeing the shenanigans and, and the tomfoolery that he would be up to and the weird things that he would do around the house. So I definitely miss that. And um, having uh, a young child who gets to experience the elf because it's such a magical thing, I definitely miss that quite a bit. So yeah. um, I, I know some parents get a little aggravated because their elf could be a little mischievous and, and do some things around the house that they're not completely uh, you know, all in line with. But I think embrace those moments, enjoy it, because once the elf isn't around anymore because your children have gotten older, uh, I, I think it's uh, it's something you're definitely going to miss later in the All right, I'll, I'll work on that. Uh, Jingle is ours, and oh. Jingle has been uh, doing all sorts of shenanigans. Um, Justin, I assume there's an elf floating around yours? Yeah, Mistletoe has been visiting us for years now, and Mistletoe is, um, we don't see eye to eye, me and Mistletoe. <laughs> um, it's on a daily basis that we have to have conversations about right. how we act in public and around other people. Um, Wait, this is mistletoe, mistletoe telling you to act <laughs> Yeah, in mistletoe public? gets yeah. on me. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and I'm like, you mind your own, okay, Elf? I'll do what I want. You're not here to watch me. Um, just last night, I walk out um, late at night to get some water, and I noticed that Mistletoe had somehow found a helium pump uh, and Disney balloons and so blew them up. So um, like a, uh, you know, like a, like a, uh, like up, you know, and yeah. it had gone to the top of the Christmas tree. Mistletoe is also, I, I came out, I didn't know this even after all these years. I guess I touched mistletoe because mistletoe, uh, didn't move one night and I it was brought to my attention that I accidentally touched mistletoe. Um, it's because the magic wasn't there that night. Yeah. So then our house smelled like cinnamon for a good day because we had to bring the magic back by sprinkling mm. cinnamon okay. around mistletoe. But, uh, mistletoe, um, look. She's down there, man. Yeah. Uh, Jingle actually spent yesterday in bed uh, resting to restore some magic because uh, Jingle got touched. Uh, however, my favorite was the other night I w came out and uh, Jingle was li had literally found a way to adhere themselves to a wall because apparently the floor was lava. 
and <laughs> then a, and like trying to get like a glass of water mm. while the floor is lava getting from the couch to the kitchen was, was quite a difficult task but i managed to to play along can we make that our next dave you and i had like a 30 minute conversation one time we are going to do this for the next like ddp trip we are going to do um or the next time we're down in disney a bunch of us together uh we want to do a hide and seek um, where we've come up with the rules, we've come up with how it works, we've come up with all, you can still <laughs> go about was, your day. We're going to put all, it out there. <laughs> the other two are looking at us a little strangely right now. No, we've <laughs> it, legitimately figured out a way to play epic hide-and-seek through Disney World. And still enjoy your day. I think we need to do like a, a, an episode just about this and see if we can make that it. episode viral. That would be a thing. Like, we also need to play... The next time we have a meetup, floor is lava. So one of the hosts just screams, floor is lava, and all the adults have to jump onto whatever's closest to them. You know what I mean? So you got 70 people just jumping on trees and jumping oh, on bushes. Um, just to wrap it up, Dan, do you have elves? Uh, we did have an elf. Our, our, our elf was Rocky, and he was around for a while. Uh, you know, the only thing I'll warn you, and I'm sure Mike could probably agree, as the elf is around for so long, he kind of becomes a teenage elf, and he becomes very lazy, uh, you know, and you know, the kids always like to see Rocky doing stuff around the house. And as he becomes a teenager, he gets lazy and he doesn't do anything anymore. He just sits there and watches. And then, you know, then the kids are yelling at, you know, me like, Hey, why isn't Rocky doing anything? And I'm like, I don't know. He's a teenager. He's lazy. He's, you know, tired of doing stuff. I guess he's just watching you. Just make sure you behave. All right. And you know, and, and Rocky will probably move around more, I suppose. <laughs> okay. I like that. Put the onus back on them. <laughs> Yeah, there. Right. Uh, I, 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 that maybe that's what's happening with Mistletoe because Riley's getting older, and Mistletoe's been around for all these years, and she's just yeah. getting a little bit late. Every every couple yeah. nights, Mistletoe likes to yeah. take a take an evening off to relax a little bit. So okay. lazy um, teenagers, I'm telling you, Mistletoe needs to pull it, her weight. Um. Yeah, Mistletoe needs to step up. All right, that's all it is. Um, well, I tell you what, guys, we want to get into tonight's topic. We uh, we're going to continue part two of hidden gems around World Showcase. Uh, you know, Dan was on with me. Uh, Mike, Dave, so good to have you here. We what, we made our way through Mexico last time. Uh, just to give you kind of a rundown, we talked about the Grand Fiesta Tour, of course, La Cava. Who turns um, left and starts in Mexico? I always go to Canada, too, but that's what people wanted. <laughs> all right, I don't know, all man. right, fine. Uh, we talked about uh, the seating at La Hacienda um, for fireworks, mm. how it's kind of a good uh, hidden spot there that you can go to. Ooh, yeah. um, of course, over in Norway, we talked about the Kringla Bakery. Uh, in China, we talked about the Hall of Prayer and Good Harvest, Reflections of China, the Shanghai Exhibit. We talked about the replicas of the Terracotta Army um, and the House of Good Fortune shopping. Dave, that's a hidden gem, man, in China is the shopping in the back. I mean, most people don't ever go back there. We, we've done an entire episode just on China, and mm -hmm. there was a good deal of time spent talking about how epic that shopping is back there and how it competes with, I feel, a shopping area that we're probably going to talk about uh, in this episode. I think we definitely will. And then, of course, we make our way to the outpost area, which we spent a solid 37 minutes on um, with all the <laughs> hidden gems in the outpost area. African outpost is probably one of the uh, lesser focused on the sections of Epcot. So, yep, I understand that. One of the low lights. It's kind of, they were like, you know what? That's a long walk between China and uh, Germany. So let's just put something here. So they, <laughs> they just said, oh, I know what we'll do. We'll do frozen Cokes and alcoholic beverages you can't get anywhere else. Um, so good to go. Uh, then we went over to Germany. Of course, we talked about the wine keller. We talked about the D. Weinhucht Eck, uh, which is where you get your pickle ornament. 
And, of course, my favorite, Sommerfest, where you can get some amazing uh, mulled wine. Dan was talking about that a little bit. And then in uh, Italy, we talked about Tutto Gusto. I mean, that is, Mike, a hidden gem. Have you ever been to Tutto Gusto? It is one of those places that's it's you can go without a reservation and get a place at the bar. I was going to say, that's the bar area of Tutto Mm -hmm. Italia? Yep. Correct. Just making sure. Thank goodness I knew that one. (laughs) (laughs) I would say your job depends on it. Right? (laughs) Uh, Mike, you would love it, I think, you and Laura. Yeah, you know, it was funny because, like I said before, that I get to listen to the test listens, and there was quite a few things that, that, not that I haven't experienced before, but I just haven't, you know, really reflected on and taken advantage of, because as you go so often, you kind of, you know, forget about those things, it just becomes second nature, but that was one of the places that I had on my, kind of my, my checklist saying, well, next time I go there, I got to check that out, that was definitely uh, on my list of to-dos for the next trip. You know, the thing about Italy, too, guys, is the Plaza del Teatro is so beautiful whenever you get there. You feel like you're actually in Italy uh, right there. And then, of course, we made our way to the American Adventure where we talked about the uh, American Adventure itself, Voices of Liberty, the show itself, hosted by Mark Twain and Ben Franklin. Um, and then I absolutely love the uh, the art uh, that you get. Art of Disney is right there. So lots of good hidden gems I don't think a lot of people realize that you can get. But, guys, we're only halfway around the world. We are in America. We need to make our way around the globe because we are joining or, or visiting first the great country of Japan. Guys, this one, as we look, has more hidden gems than I think most. And I want to go straight back right away. Uh, if you go up in the very back left corner up there, uh, it's where you can get some sushi. There is a nice little space with a nice waterfall, a uh, nice little water feature that you can sit and really escape the noise of World Showcase. Dave, that for me may be the most beautiful place in World Showcase. I think that's a solid argument, and I'm having trouble thinking of another place off the top of my head. That Zen Garden at the back is so serene, um, very rarely visited, and just wonderful. Yeah, it's right beside, for those people who don't know where it is, it's right beside Katsura Grill. Um, if you go up the stairs right there, you can go to the left and just just sit back and enjoy it. Dan, this is one of those things that's just I think everybody should take a minute, maybe, t- especially if you have like you have three boys, you know. Yep. When they were younger, I'm sure they were fighting at times and they were having meltdowns and all that kind of stuff. When they were younger, you say? <laughs> <laughs> that's is that supposed to stop? <laughs> um, but this is a good place to take a kid and let them see, you know, and, and calm down and be away from the noise. I think it's just a fantastic hidden gem in World Showcase. Yeah, I mean, we actually stumbled upon this because, you know, the boys that we like Katsura Grill, so like we've gone there for whatever reason my boys like they, they like ramen now. They're like all into ramen. Just getting plain white rice and like some edamame. So like every time we're in in Epcot, we have to go over to Katsura Grill. And then we kind of stumbled upon this little seating area here by, you know, by the waterfall and everything. And, and before, you know, you look around and all of a sudden you don't even see anything. So it's just, uh, you know, it, it works out really well. Like I said, it's, it's great back there. It's quiet. And, you know, I think we've been there every time within the last couple of years that we've been there. Yeah, um, there's the, and here's what I love about it is these countries and their their showcases that are put in there into each of the pavilions. They dedicate different spaces for different things. Like we we visited Germany in the last episode, where so much of it is taken up by the food. Um, they've got a huge restaurant there, so their space is dominated by that. But the management of space at um, at Japan 
uh, is fantastic, where they've been able to designate some space there uh, for that Zen garden um, by putting the food, which we've got some great restaurants there as well, the majority of that food directly above uh, the Mitsukoshi store. Um, I, I know it's not necessarily a hidden gem, but there are so many parts to the Mitsukoshi store that you can explore uh, that there's just, just a lot of time that can be uh, dedicated to that, uh, from visiting the pearl counter to um, running around wearing kimonos. I assume Justin does that every visit um, in the back. Daily. That's, yeah, yeah, cool. My, that's my job. Um, uh, there's and then uh, there's a, a sake bar in the back, uh, ex- not including the sake bar that is out in the main area uh, for the adults to visit. Uh, there's some great candy selections, um, and I always want to. Here's the random reference for today. I I feel like this is a great opportunity for some synergy for us to use part of our uh, fox. Um, um, incorporation and just find like some of those weird like Homer Simpson candy stuff and yes. um, and put it into the back of the Mitsukoshi store. I feel like that t- could totally work out there, okay? I would love that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I know you would. Oh, you there's, there's just uh, go there for the yes when Homer becomes such a great a... episode where Homer <laughs> sees himself as uh, he's he's on a, a bottle of like cleaning uh, yes. detergent or whatever yeah. <laughs> something so like he, that yeah and so he goes to Japan and they they have to do a uh, and they all love they have him. to be a they have to be a part of a um, a game show to win enough money to get home <laughs> and they have like it's just insanity uh, Mike the, I mean look when we talk about the uh, um, the stores itself they have so much stuff. We talked just for a second about in China or in in um, Universal the other day about how Hello Kitty has such a prominent spot. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really fit there, I don't think, but it does fit here because it is a huge part of the Japanese culture. Um, you've got all of those characters there. We do need Homer, of course, but you do have a lot of other stuff. What's some of your favorite things to do inside of the store? I could see you like going in there for hours. Well, one of the things that I know we always particularly get over there, they have a lot of tea accessories because tea is a huge thing there. Uh, Laura's Laura's kind of sworn off of coffee the last couple of years, and she's gotten different kinds of teas and different kinds of flavors of teas. So she's gotten them before. Uh, I know you had mentioned that they had bonsai trees over in the China Pavilion. I believe they had them there as well, too, because I've seen them there uh, on that end. If, if I'm not mistaken, didn't you and our good friend Rick Reagan eat some crickets when you were over there? Didn't we they have did. some odd? We did. Yes, yeah. I knew they had that over there. Uh, um, there's there's definitely a lot of stuff that 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 department store has pretty much it's, it's like a it's a one of everything I mean you can, whatever you can imagine they tend to have it there and when you wouldn't think they do have it you just turn around and you're like oh wow they do have that everything from video games to um, odds and ends and, and and are they still doing the pearl stuff Dave they'd stopped that for a while during COVID right because we did that with the girls when they were younger and I heard that they were going to close it so I'm I'm hoping that I know we've been seeing a lot of things come back to you know as the as the COVID restrictions are beginning uh, you know uh, taken away from little by little we've been seeing uh, the, how that's evolved through the parks hopefully that comes back because that was something that I got to experience with my girls we've done that before and hope other families get to do that as well too uh, that was a fantastic experience uh, but but yeah no it's a very cool store I like that place a lot it's one of the places that I always stop in and um, they have samurai swords in the back too I remember because the, the China has that don't they have the swords in the back there as well also oh yep yep yes they do yes that's it's it's all, now now that I'm not taking <laughs> Dan, an airplane home Dan that might chuckles. be a ride home kind of thing. <laughs> yes I I have a, I have a couple of them if you want them they're in the boys room they don't touch them but they I swear to God they had to have them when we were there so. 
And then and there's another thing from that store. If you're an 80s kid, my wife bugged me for a couple years before I finally broke down. Uh, they had the old, uh, I don't know if you remember them, they're called Manchichis. The little, little, uh, mm-hmm. little like monkey stuffed animal oh, things. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember what they were, yep. Yeah. Yep. And like I don't know what I don't I don't know what they cost in the eighties. They were probably like a five or ten dollar stuffed animal, but they were like forty bucks in this Japan department store. And like for a while I kept pushing back to Jen. I'm like, no, we're not paying for that. We're not paying for that. And then finally, I think last year when we were down there for Christmas, I broke down and, and bought her one. What, so. so uh with with yeah, we, we did eat crickets. They do have a lot of like really crazy uh uh stuff that you can you can get in there. I I tend to find myself spending more time here than i do really anywhere else the sake tasting um riley did the pearl thing the one time mike i think those are back open by the way okay good uh dave can you if you if you walk by and see that next i'll try to do some research yeah i haven't i haven't been in there in quite a while so i don't want to speak to that it had been closed though didn't they close it during it did Uh, i think they just didn't have the staffing to um to run it but uh with the reintroduction of our um international programs it would i would be very surprised if it wasn't because it's such a it's such a fun interactive element of it um and there's a there's a performance element to what they do there as well which is well worthwhile stopping by just to just to watch Cost you know nothing. where they get you though right how because we did this okay it's mm-hmm. like 20 bucks for a pearl I'm like, yeah. oh what a steal get awesome a show and a pearl <laughs> so riley gets her thing and she opens it gets a pearl and they go what are you going to keep it in? And I'm like, it's almost like the, you want the undercoat, you know? Uh, I'm, I'm like, well, I, I don't know. Do we just carry it? And they're like, well, no, we sell these beautiful necklaces and we can actually bend it into like Riley's name or it's a princess carriage. And the pearl goes in the middle. And I'm like, how much is the, how much is the necklace? So like 105. And I'm like, okay. So now I'm walking out like $140 later uh, with a pearl and a necklace that, you know, is never. Uh, That's how they Riley's, get you. Riley's never wore again. I, I bought the undercoat. I couldn't. The extended warranty. You, know? you got the extended warranty. Good for you. Hey, um, there's one last thing that I wanted to mention, um, and it's well worthwhile trying to make sure that you're in uh, Japan for it, uh, and that is uh, the drumming, uh, the yes. performers that happen there. Uh, if you've never seen it, um, please take some time out of your visit to uh, Epcot. There's lots of entertainment that happen in the World Showcase and in their different places. I actually have a friend who is a qualified member of the drumming corps, the female drumming corps that happens there. Um, they do an incredible job, um, and it's just amazing watching. Like, I, I understand rhythm. I understand beat and things like this, and I'm like, no, nah, that's that's uh, there's there's a whole lot going on there. Um, they they do an amazing job. Have you seen that before? Yeah, I was just watching it actually a couple of weeks ago when I was down. Oh. Katie and I stood there. Katie, one of Katie's uh, favorite snacks, probably her favorite snack in all of World Showcase, is a kakagori, which is there in Japan, which is a shaved ice, and then she does the sweet cream over top, and she absolutely loves that. She gets it every single time uh, while we're there. I want to talk for a second, too, about a hidden gem that I don't think most people – do or or even know is there and that's inside the white heron castle the castle itself most people don't realize that there is a castle there in uh, in world showcase and uh, whenever you enter back through there you can go in of course to the back of the shopping but if you take a left you can enter um what is the uh i'm going to absolutely butcher this name the bajutsu khan gallery which uh, they display a lot of traditional and modern japanese art and the art exhibit changes kind of constantly um Right now, the showcase is uh, the country's it's, it, culture of cute is what it's called. 
um, kawaii, Japan's cute culture, and it shows uh, all the different designs and, and uh, types of um, uh, art that they use in Japan in, in even ways in your in your house. So like uh, tea kettles, things like that. So really cool to go back there and experience that, kind of walk through and see all the artwork. I really, uh, really do enjoy it. But yeah, the drumming is absolutely amazing. Have you all gone back and, and done the art gallery back there? I have not, I have and not. I see that it changes quite a bit. So that's one it of does. those things yeah. that you should probably take advantage of because at least if you do it on you know every trip or every couple of trips or you know once every four or five trips, at least you're seeing something different. You know, it's not the same thing you're going to see every time. And maybe some trip one time it'll catch your eye, and you know, you really like that. And maybe the next time it won't, but at least you get that opportunity to see something that maybe you won't ever see again in your lifetime or whatever. So uh, I definitely, I, I that was coming to mind. That was one of the things that I wanted to talk about because I, I read about it. I've never taken advantage advantage of it but it's something that i want to do on one of my next trips uh I, before we move on i've got one more and i want to ask you guys if you have done it because i look there's not a lot of places on disney property that i have not eaten at and this is one of them it's the newest restaurant there in the japan pavilion we're talking about takumi thai uh which is a signature dining experience that is there has five different rooms that you can eat in they uh they all are based on different natural elements one's water wood earth stone uh, and paper, and they do have a chef's table experience as well, which, look, you only get at one other spot uh, around Walt Disney World property, of course, Victorian Alberts that is there. Uh, I have not eaten here yet. I would need to do it without Katie. I don't think Katie's, uh, it's not her type of cuisine. She's a Tepanito girl, uh, you know, ride or die. Uh, she loves it. Has anyone else eaten at Takumi Tai, tai yet? I have not. Is it back open yet since, since It is COVID? open, yes. I believe it's is open. Is it open? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I would be willing to give it a shot. I'm, I'm not. Uh, I, I do like sushi, uh, but I'm a little leery on some raw fish. So I don't know. I, I'd be, I'd be willing to give it a shot though. It's, it, it definitely comes at a hefty price for sure though. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not cheap. Dave, have you tried it yet? No. Uh, I have not like eaten, eaten there. Uh, but I got to go to a special offering uh, for some cast members when it first opened. We got to go in, uh, experience like the room, see how that was all designed, uh, and we got uh, a sampling and a tasting of a few of their offerings. Um, I'm. I enjoy sushi. I can eat it. Um, there are a couple of things that made me go, I'm, I'm going to put what in my mouth. I don't know if I want to eat that. Like, <laughs> um, but, I mean, yeah. So, um, But it, generally delicious and, um, and incredible. Yes, it's got a hefty price tag. <laughs> I mean, is this the most expensive meal other than Victorian Albert's on Disney property? Probably. I would go with probably. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, it's like... I'm trying to remember, but it's is it ten or twelve like small courses? Like it is. it's not yeah. yeah. It's it's the same as VNA. I mean it's the VNA is the same way. It's like ten to fourteen small courses. Yeah, something like that. Something incredible like that. Where yeah, but just constantly bringing out food to you. So um, they have like a standard offering and then they have uh, the chef's table. And the chef's table, I want to say, was like an extra couple of courses, came with paired sake options and things like that for the adults. Like, yeah. So Good fun. Mike, would you do this? Um, no, you know, I like sushi. Uh, I'm, I'm not that elaborate with my sushi choices. I, you know, I, I've had it before. We've had sushi together quite a few times. Yeah. Um, uh, but I'm more of a uh, $5 Publix sushi guy. I don't know if I want to spend that kind of money, uh, you know, on a... I love $5 on a, Publix. Kind of 
Wednesdays are the best yeah. days. Oh, they're it's, the it's, best. It's great. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm easy to please when it comes to that. Do I need to spend that kind of money on some elaborate sushi? Probably not. No, not, not if I can uh, suit my cravings at a much cheaper price, that's for sure. Dave, I was in New York and um, visiting Mike, and I, it was just, I just flew up. It was just me. And we probably know each other, what, like two? I think it was the first time we ever met in person, to be honest. Yep. And so I go up, and I uh, um, originally Jay was coming too, and he couldn't come last second, so we had a hotel. So Mike, <laughs> Mike calls me. He's like, you want to go eat some sushi? And I'm like, yeah. So he comes and picks me up at the hotel, and he takes me to this place, and he's like, all right, it's 30 bucks. It's all you can eat sushi, and you bring your own drinks. So we stopped and got like a case of Bud Light and walked in to this restaurant with sushi. And, I mean, dude, it was so good. I mean, it was so – they put your, your beer on ice for you. Like Amazing. they bring it out. It was incredible. I mean, incredible. You don't get that stuff in South Carolina, do you, buddy? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I miss that place a lot. And uh, to be able to walk in with your own, I mean, there are people that come rolling in with coolers. Uh, and we saw it, you know. <laughs> wow. And uh, you, go, you go there with a table of 20 people or 15 people or 10 people. You pay 25 bucks a person and then you a couple bucks for a tip. And then there's no bar tab because you're bringing your own stuff. Right. I tell you, the guy, the guy with the liquor store and the guy with the beer distributor right next to that place makes a killing. They do, they're making you, bank. Yeah, every Everybody goes there, and it tends to be a lot of underage drink, you know, kids, oh, you know, sure. uh, indulging there, let's just say. You know, they kind of bring their own stuff because no one's really checking IDs, so if they can <gasps> sneak it in, they have a good place to uh, to eat. And, you know, listen, at 25 bucks for all you can eat sushi, you can't beat that. And that's that's one, that's one of the few things I miss from New York, and if I ever have to go back up there for anything, that's definitely going to be one of just my, in my spots. Head. I know we need to move on from Japan, but $25 sushi sounds only, all you can eat sushi sounds only slightly above gas station sushi. Okay. Here's the thing it was delicious. And the thing they ask you is you get a piece of paper and you fill out kind of what you want. And they're like, don't order more than you can eat. You know, so you just do like kind of small orders, right? So okay. like we would order and they had the best edamame I've ever had in my life. Ooh, I mean, legitimately the best that I had like a chili flake on or something like that. Mm -hmm. So good. All right. That's enough for Japan. I knew we were going to spend a lot of time in right? Japan. So we're going to move on to the amazing country, if you keep walking through, of Morocco. Uh, if we're going to talk about some hidden gems, Dan, we're thinking about Morocco. What brings you here to spend more time than you typically would or something you would tell someone, hey, you need to check this out if you've never done it? I mean, you know, if this was about three or four years ago, I would tell everyone to go to the back of Morocco so you can go check out a certain wall to go take a picture. But, you know, that's just me. That's the child in me saying you should go do that. Because I know a lot of DDPers did that a few years ago and posted it on our page. Oh, I can remember the first time I got told about this. Um, and I, I was actually on tour. and uh, But it's somebody who uh, is a friend of the show. And, uh, and they told me. And they were like, yeah, it's the wall. And I went, the what? And they went, mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, we're going to Morocco. <laughs> And now, <laughs> on tour, went to inspect it. I, it's amazing that that wall stayed. Look, if, if you're listening right now, you don't know what we're talking about. We're not going to mention it. Um, we're not going to. But you can Google what we're talking about, and you can. Ah, oh, there, there was uh, what, yes, what there is. was an uh, there was a wall that inspired a thought of a piece of anatomy that we just can't say that word no. in our yeah. podcast to right. stay it's where we are. It's the purple wall <laughs> of. Okay, um, right. moving on. But but hey, but, but now, you, and on a serious oh, note. Yes. What, what we, at least what the Rossi family would typically do, and, and I think they still have it back there. There is a character meet and greet back there where you can go see, uh, you can go see Aladdin back there. And, you know, 
usually uh, there's not a lot of people that go back there so we would always head back there and there's never a line yep. because again a lot of people don't go back into morocco they just kind of you know they may hit some of the the restaurants or the shopping in that area which is great but they just keep going they don't they, they don't kind of like dig deep into morocco yeah a five minute wait uh five ten at the most for to meet uh aladdin and jasmine and Rockstar. jasmine yeah 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 like yeah. no, no brainer. Like if you're if you've got a few minutes to, and it's a great meet and greet. You know, for me, it's one of those for things sure. too, where once you walk back, and you're actually back into what I like to call like the bazaar, like the shopping area back there, you really do feel transported into a Moroccan kind of village. The way it's set up, it's close quarters. You're walking through. I, I really appreciate some of the countries. I don't think quite get. Um, the point across of, of the you know trying to explain the culture to people but morocco more than anybody i mean they brought in the builders for the king of morocco i was about to say there's a reason why it's yeah. the only authentic pavilion in uh in epcot uh for all the other pavilions the other 10 countries it was disney imagineers giving their interpretation of uh artistic styles from a particular country whereas as part of the agreement we we brought in moroccan engineers and builders uh we put them up in accommodation uh similar to what we do for our college program and brought them in and said build us a a moroccan building it is stunning the architecture through there um as you enter into it uh there is what we call and this is a great word if, I don't know if I've shared this word with you. It's one of my favorite words. Hmm. The okay. word is baboujalud. I don't word, know this word. Yeah, the word is no. baboujalud. Uh, uh, the literal tr- translation of it is the blue gate. Um, and if you've stood looking at the Moroccan pavilion uh, from the front area, looking past the fountain, there's a big wall with the mm-hmm. holes in it. Um, and it's meant to be artistically designed of a gateway uh, into a township. Um, if you look at it, there's three sections to it, the big one in the middle and the two on the sides, which are smaller. Yes, you can Google an image of it right now, not if you're driving. Um, but um, there's the large piece in the middle is meant to be where camel traffic comes through. And then the smaller ones on the side is where foot traffic enters the city um and so, yeah, the blue gate is your access into it. And if you're headed all the way up to the back uh, and no longer able to look at a particular wall, you should go and visit that because uh, if you think about it, it's a big circle area that takes you around towards um, Restaurant Marrakesh. Um, and it's a, got a big curve to the wall. And you should mm-hmm. look at the wall because the, the wall is actually a sundial. Really? What? Look at me blowing your minds. Uh, Yeah, it's it's a sundial on the wall, and you can look at the shadows um, and figure out how they tell time using buildings um, and the way they design them uh, based on True North. What do we do with Dan, though? He can't tell. He he doesn't have analog watches because he can't. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Only digital. He's got to put his. Yeah. We'll we'll convert it to a digital one for you, just for you, mate. Um, Perfect. Um, Guys, anything else with Morocco before we kind of head out? I mean, the one thing I love is, like I said, walking through the, you know, kind of hidden gym there. If you you go in and take a left, the tile work that's in 
Um, you know, that area to the left there is absolutely stunning, absolutely beautiful. And the other thing is the fountain. Like, I really do appreciate the fountain. It tends to be a place that we take quite a bit of pictures with Riley. Um, not as busy as the fountain in, in the French Pavilion that, that we'll talk about in just a little bit. Um, but the, it's the it's based and inspired on the Najarine Fountain Fez, uh, and it is a... Um, kind of a Moroccan, you know, famous Moroccan landmark that people go to. So it's not just a, a fountain kind of put there for nothing. It is based on a uh, famous place there in Morocco. So I'm, I'm excited always to get a picture there with Riley. She always likes to sit there and have that. And you have that beautiful backdrop of that door as Dave was talking about. Um, Barboujaloud. Barboujaloud. Uh, have I ever told you about Katie's Word of the Day? Yes. Yes, we. <laughs> it's Justin's word of the day. Justin's word of the day. It's Justin's word of the day. Barbuchelous. All right. Let's move on. Here we go. Taking a journey. We're heading to Europe, everybody, and we're going to the amazing uh, pavilion of France. It is one of my favorite pavilions. It is one of the bigger pavilions that is in uh, World Showcase. There it takes up quite a bit of room, especially now with the brand new Ratatouille. Uh, attraction that has uh, that has been brought to that pavilion itself. Whenever we're talking about hidden gems, there's quite a few here that I really enjoy. But I want to get to you guys first, Mike. Look, it's a beautiful, beautiful pavilion. If you've never been to France, never been to Paris, you have the Eiffel Tower in the distance. But there's a lot of hidden gems that you can go explore in this showcase. One of our other favorite meet and greets that we've gotten over there, I've gotten pictures with the girls with Aurora. Uh, it's it's been it's a fantastic spot. I do like France. I've spent more time there now that Remy is there. Uh, that the Ratatouille ride, I got to do it on my last trip. So, really really good place. A lot of places that I haven't seen before. I got to kind of take in now that we've been going back there for the actual ride. Yeah, dude, I love that Beauty the Beast topiary. That's the one thing I like about Flower and Garden, though, is all the topiaries that come out and are great. But this is one that you do get uh, year-round. Dan, I already know your hidden gem is the Grey Goose Vodka and Grand Marnier Slush uh, there. Oh, that's something... That's, that's, <laughs> that's Jen's oh, favorite. Oh, that's Jen's hidden gem. Okay. <laughs> that's Jen's. <laughs> got you. For sure. Uh, when we talk about this pavilion itself, is there anything that comes to mind that you got to say, hey, you need to go check this out if you've never done it? Well, like Mike said, we like taking pictures in France. So, like, in in you know, in front of all the topiaries there, we always take pictures in front of, you know, the Eiffel Tower there. It's great pictures, but one of my favorite places is the is the ice cream shot. It's a, and I know I'm going to butcher this. It's I, I'm looking forward glasses. to this pronunciation. Go yeah. again. <laughs> I already said it, so I'm just going to say I just said it, so I'm going to go with it. But, like, they have an ice cream martini there that's really good, and the ice cream there is just phenomenal. And, I, again, it's kind of tucked back there, so there's so many places in Disney World to get ice cream that, you know, people kind of just kind of pass this up and don't even think about it. But this is a great place. Yeah, Dave, it's, it's – look, for me – it's whenever you walk back through, I think a lot of people, more people now see it than they used to because people yeah. are brought back there because it, of it's Ratatouille. It's people like us that ruin it when now we, I think I talked about this on an episode ages ago and that, then everybody started going and now I'm like, man, now there's a long line. Ah, <laughs> hate it. It's, hate it. Yeah. All right. So let me, let me ask you this Dave, real quick. Although Ratatouille is fantastic, great family attraction that people enjoy, right? Do you sometimes wish these hidden gems get brought into the sunlight uh, whenever a big attraction now draws a crowd? Before, it was always a place to escape the crowds, and now it is absolutely full. Would you give up a major attraction to sometimes keep some of these spaces? No, because I think... 
it draws people there, which means we don't have them visiting other places and other. I so I think it then opens up. There's always going to be hidden gems of Disney World. It's the beauty of it. Like it doesn't matter how many TikTokers try to be like, you should go here, you should go here, you should go here. There's always going to be somewhere where you're like, oh. Now this isn't as busy and it might then become a hidden gem because it's fallen off everybody's radar. Um, we are creatures of habit and we do things that we're used to doing. Uh, as Mike said at the beginning, that he was like, oh, I've never done that because we get set in our ways and we get, we have these things that we regularly do. So we need to build a list of, oh, I need to go and try something new. I need to go and do this. So um, there's always going to be things like that. Um, we've seen a similar thing uh, happen purely because, and this one probably, I, I know I never really talked about it, um, but we've definitely seen an uptick an uptick in the amount of people going there just by the sheer number of people in the French pavilion now. Mm -hmm. um, and that is the boulangerie. So if you can mm -hmm. go past Le Artisan de Glacy, um, and I did, I did not, I did not pronounce yeah. it like that. Just so you know, <laughs> uh, and keep it. Okay, good. Uh, and keep heading all the way back. Uh, the boulangerie, uh, located, uh, in, uh, in the back there has a merchandise store, but then it's got this amazing sandwiches and, um, all sorts of meat and cheeses and all sorts of deliciousness, um, done there. It's got a really small dining area. So if you are going to go there, grab your food and get out. Um, but it's once again another great little place that has now started to see a lot of people um, visiting it because of what because of the amount of people in the French Pavilion in general. Hundred percent. I also want to talk a little bit hidden gem. A lot of people don't realize that uh, with the pavilion itself, you do have the Palais de Cinema. Uh, I did not take uh, French. I took Espanol. <laughs> Je parle um, un petit peu français. <laughs> but you do have multiple things going on back there that I think a lot of people don't realize. Not only do you have, of course, Impressions de France, running simultaneously throughout the day, you have a Beauty and the Beast sing-along that is there. You can, of course, uh, check for, for showtimes throughout um, the day on that, but it's not even that that I want to say you need to go check it out. Mike, this is why you and Laura need to go back here. Is back where the uh, Impressions de Francis, they have an all new exhibit that is back there, and it has a gallery case that features costumes, music, artwork. Uh, it's all um, dedicated to like French literature and theater and song and all that. Uh, I mean, really, really beautiful back there. You can see kind of where that, um, they have the dresses and, and all that kind of stuff. You can see where that inspiration came for Beauty and the Beast and how they, you know, did Belle's dress and, and all that. I, I really, it's really cool. I love, we talked about this in the last show, I love when they put the art of the country on display. Because a lot of people don't, find that appealing i you know they think it's boring but here's the thing it's epcot man anytime i get just that little bit of what epcot was meant to be it's not just about riding ratatouille like that makes me excited that i can take riley in and she can actually learn something it gives me a reason uh that i pull her from school and you know get in trouble is the fact that i'm like hey she's learning something look <laughs> at her you know uh, she's, she's doing her thing 
I have a whole thing that I would love to talk about with uh, Ratatouille being now in the back, um, and uh, but I want to save it for when we do, um, at some point in the future, we will do a Ratatouille episode, and so I'm going to tease that and say when we eventually do a Ratatouille episode, uh, I've got this whole thing that I love to talk about with the transition into that uh, location. Yeah, Mike, have you ever been back here and seen the Beauty and the Beast sing-along or the, the artwork? No, I haven't. And um, like, like we were saying before, to have that authentic stuff is really good because not everybody in their lifetime will get a chance to visit some of these places. So although it's not, you're not getting the actual experience of going there, it gives you a little bit of taste of what it is. So if this is if this is all you can do or ever wind up doing, at least you have a little bit of something from that and you can kind of learn from that experience. Like you said, the reason to take the kid out of school so that they can, you know, they can have a learning experience and kind of a history lesson or kind of learn some of the authenticity of a country. I think that's fantastic when you have those specific things uh, that, that are that are true to that particular area. But I definitely want to do... I haven't done the Beauty to the Beast sing-along. I'm surprised we haven't, but that's something that I, I definitely have to keep on my checklist of things to do as we start hitting these uh, these countries again. Um, one, one quick thing before we make that trek and across the bridge, restaurant-wise. Guys, one of my favorite dining experiences I've ever done on Disney property is Montreux Paul's. I, I love it. Um, it is very... Uh, quaint, very upscale. It is it is fantastic food with a great view. Um, I would say that place only seats maybe a hundred people max. Um, super small. Have any of y'all ever done Monster Paul? I have not. I, I meant to do it. You know, we Jen and I wanted to do it one of the times we were staying over at Yacht and Beach, and uh, just leave the boys in the room for a while, and it didn't happen. We ended up doing Chefs de France, but uh, I would like to hit that up at some point. Uh, I've also never eaten there. I've been in the space and seen it. It's a stunning restaurant. Monsieur Paul is wonderful. Uh, Chef de France, though, it's great. It's a really solid restaurant, yeah. considering it's not the. It's kind of like a Steakhouse seventy one kind of setup. Yeah, yeah, where it's it's not the it's not the restaurant that everybody talks about because it's not the the top notch of the of the offerings. Standalone on its own, it's a really good restaurant. Chef de France is great. I also know one of the French chefs there. His name is Laurel, and he is incredible. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, check out Montreal. It is back open, so you can now enjoy Montreal. One one thing that I can't you know go on without mentioning, and unfortunately, it's not there anymore. But I think my one of my favorite like street performers. Mm was from France when they had the chair climbing guys. Like, those guys were awesome. My boys absolutely love them. I wish at some point they would bring them back, but, like, that was one of my favorite street performers that they had in World Showcase. Those guys were awesome. It might be one of the worst legacies to have been left by COVID is the removal of some of yeah. those performance options that were available. They, those two guys yeah. were incredible. With the whistle. Yeah. And, yeah. and <laughs> but just, they would say nothing. And in, Nothing. But yeah. they would have entire conversations with their eyebrows. It was wonderful. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. The street performers are amazing. That, I remember watching that guy climb chairs, and I was just like, this guy's going to fall to his death. I'm going to be here to witness yep. this yeah. guy fall to <laughs> yeah, his right. death in Epcot. How many people videotape it just in case that happens? Uh, hand raised here. You know what I mean? Uh, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's take the journey. We are heading over the bridge. We are uh, heading over to... Our friends across the pond in the UK, one of my favorite pavilions I visit here, uh, I, I tend to stop here more often than not, and you want to talk about some hidden gems, man, this place is loaded 
with hidden gems. Mike, when we talk about the UK, after we stop over and we get a, a snake bite, you know, a nice drink to enjoy there as we explore the pavilion, what's something that stands out to you that maybe people haven't ta- uh, checked out they need to check out on their next time walking through the UK? Well, they have the Historical Research Center, which is located in the back. Uh, they also have the Crown and Crest store. And I have a little plaque where you can get the Family Trinity Coat of Arms. So you can kind of look up and they show you what your what your uh, you know history coat of arms would have been. So that's one of the things that I had from one of my very early trips. And I have that with all my Disney souvenirs somewhere. I think it was like $49 or something like that for the actual picture or a plaque or something along those lines. But uh, I did that quite a, you know, quite a bit a long time ago. Haven't been back there in a long time. It was one of those you know when we were exploring Epcot I think obviously way before we were doing a Disney podcast and we were kind of looking online like what are certain things to do and that was one of the things that popped up and that's something that we did before that we haven't done in a very long time yeah I I love the shops here we tend to always find ourselves at Kidcot is in the very back um so we tend to find ourselves at Kidcot back there um they uh they have had meet and greets back here as well uh in the past um, of course, you can meet uh, sometimes Mary Poppins, and um, then of course you've got uh, who else is it at that's out front there? It's Alice. Alice is out front. It's Alice. Yeah, yep. um, Dave. This is um, this is a great spot, man. To to walk through the gardens are absolutely beautiful. I love the UK Pavilion. It's stunning. Uh, The gardens and the architecture, like the buildings and the way they're done. Um, Can we talk about one building in particular? Of course. Um, Because. Directly across from the Rose and Crown, right on the corner. The restaurants. There's a... No. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> you, right on the corner, closest to the Rose the and phone Crown. The booth. So right near the fish and, fish and chip shop. Oh, yeah. You're, you're terrible with geography. <laughs> uh, have you been there? Um, yeah. The the fish and chip shop and then directly across from it. Uh, right on that corner, there's the uh, Twinings uh, Tea House uh, where they sell some great candy bar options, mm-hmm. some tea from England, some deliciousness in there. However, the design of that building, um, I don't know if you've ever looked at it. I think... Did, was there an episode about this maybe years ago? I don't ago, think like so. Way back in the beginning. I don't think we've okay. talked. We may have mentioned um, it, but then, I don't think we've done a full episode on it. Then then let's touch on it really quickly because um, I love this building uh, for two reasons. It's actually got um, a historical element and a Disney element all tied into the one building. Uh, so there's a reason Alice meets out the front of it, and that, that is because it is a recreation of the house that Alice... Um, that is used in Alice in Wonderland, where the uh, where she drinks the potion, I think oh, it is, yeah. that okay. makes her bigger. Yeah. And then her like face is like stuck in one of the windows, and she's trying to talk to the to the uh, white rabbit out of the window, and like her arms and legs are sticking out of it. And so it's a recreation of that house. However, that house is actually a very special house in England that was then used as the inspiration for the Alice house in the cartoon because that house is based on a cottage um, that was owned by Anne Hathaway. And when I say that, it has nothing to do with the actress that you all think of when we she say She was great Anne in Les Mis, dude. Absolutely she fantastic. Was- <laughs> <laughs> not 
what I'm referring to. Uh, Anne Hathaway was actually the name of the mistress of William Shakespeare. And, um, and she had a very special cottage that is a historical site in England now. And so her original house that still stands was the inspiration to the Alice cartoon when it was drawn, which was then the inspiration to the building that was built in the Epcot Pavilion. And I love it. It's just this incredible little story of how we get this amazing building. All right, Dan, follow that up. <laughs> That's just not fair. This is not a competition, okay? This is this no, is it's not. It's not even close. Go ahead, Dan. You're it's up. No, I, 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 I got, I got, Dan, I got no. Dan. I got Dan's answer. Uh, I bought a Beatles shirt at the uh, <laughs> the Crown and Crest store. Amazing. I mean, I. I love the Beatles, and I loved it when they had the British Invasion band back there. I mean, that was amazing. Again, another thing that kind of went away that kind of sucks, but... Uh, they have a band back I love there, but do. it's no yeah. longer yeah. Yeah, the same British Invasion. Yeah. yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, but that w- they were amazing. I, I just love going in the Rosencrown pub and having a drink. I mean, it's just, you know, the atmosphere is there is really cool. I love it there, and usually, you know, we, we love staying at Beach Club, Yacht Club, so that's like a perfect spot for us to watch fireworks, for to watch Harmonious at the end of the night, because you're literally right there by International Gateway. And, and again, anywhere in World Showcase, you can see the fireworks pretty darn um, Before we leave uh, the UK, I do have to say, uh, it was thrown out that, uh, of course, we're still raising money for Give Kids a World. Click that link below. Um, right now, Away With Me Travel and DDP today are matching the first $1,000 uh, given. And for every $10 you donate, your name is put into a drawing to be a co-host on a future show, and you pick the topic. So lots of fun um, going on with that. So make sure to do that. Uh, we have till December 31st. Let's get that $10,000 for those kids. One of the things, though, our good buddy Steve Taylor, uh, um, he has uh, uh, over in Scotland, and he said, uh, look, if, if Justin will wear a kilt in the Magic Kingdom, I will donate a, a substantial uh, um, amount of money, and we appreciate you for that, um, Steve, and, and your generosity is absolutely incredible. Buddy, my kilt will be here tomorrow. So I will have it. Uh, I have uh, I have acquired a kilt, and I will be in the Magic Kingdom in a few weeks wearing a kilt. I will take care of my part uh, to make sure. Thank you so much for your generosity towards Give Kids the World and sending these kids to uh, to the Central Florida theme parks at no cost to them. Um, I'm excited. Dave, you've worn a kilt before. We ought to be kilt, kilt buddies. I have worn a kilt. You even tried to see if you could borrow the one that I had used. I had already given it back to its owner. Um, sharing kilts is probably not a terribly great well, idea. Well, I own one now. You can share um, it after I wear it. How about that? Thanks so much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had to do a Highlander panel, so I needed to wear a kilt to make sure I met some lords one time. But um, yeah, no. Uh, hey, you let me know. I'll order one. I'll wear one with you, man. I, I, Let's <laughs> rock it, dude. Let's see this. I love I, it. I have, I have no problem with that. Me either. Uh, let's move on. Our last country, as we highlight the hidden gems of World Showcase, um, is, of course, our friends to the north, and that is amazing Canada. This is normally where I start my journey around the world, um, but we are ending it with this episode. Talking about Canada, uh, Dan, it is an absolutely stunning, breathtaking country. Everything from the architecture to the landscaping to the waterfalls. What is something that you think everybody needs to take a minute to go enjoy in the Canada Pavilion? Well, see, now you sounded all sophisticated there, and now I'm going to bring it all the way yeah, back We wouldn't down expect now. any less. Go ahead. I got, <laughs> I got three boys, you know, so, and now they're all teenagers. So, like, for my boys, they always wanted to go to the Canada Post, like to the outpost there, the, the shop. They And, you know, 
I'm sorry. They got beaver butt soap there. They got dog team drool, dinosaur dung soap, you know, badger barf soap, Sasquatch sweat soap. I've got Sasquatch soap, soap I mean, here. My, yeah, yeah. My boys eat it up. Like, they love that stuff. They're like, hey, I got to buy some of this for my friends or whatever, or my teacher. Uh, so, like, we hit that shop up all the time. Plus, they have some, like, hockey stuff there. Uh, you know, which we're big, we're a big hockey family. So we, we love going to that shop all the time. It's, it's just kind of cool. I'm just picturing that teacher going, gee, <laughs> thanks guys. Thanks for the beaver butt soap. That's so nice of you. Uh, oh, wow. You said you were bringing me something from Disney. Yes. Look at this. Oh, yeah. Um, I have the Sasquatch soap. Um, somebody got it for me and I can't remember. I'm so sorry uh, for who, who got that for me. But yeah, we have it here at the house. Um, I won't let Riley use it so we can keep it. Um, Mike, look, for me, the one place that I really enjoy is if you're walking back down like you're heading to La Cellier or to Kitcott is the gardens. I tend to uh, spend quite a bit of time there while Riley enjoys Kitcott, taking in the breathtaking views of the gardens there. They are uh, reminiscent of the Butch Butch Art Gardens, uh, and they're in Victoria, British Columbia. And... I think it's Bouchat. Well, you you say what you want, okay? They're only words. We can do with them what we want, Dave, all right? They all don't right, own... Fine. The words don't own me. I own them, okay? And yes, it's Butch do. Cart Gardens in Victoria. Got it. <laughs> but they're absolutely beautiful. I mean, and most of the time, if you've never been back there and never taken a minute just to kind of hang out, there's normally some really cool bunnies uh, hopping in that area if you will take some time and just watch. There's a family of bunnies that lives over in those topiaries, um, and those uh, those flowers. Do you guys ever kind of find your way back down through there just to relax a little bit? Well, there's a waterfall in the back. I've been back there for that oh. before, which is pretty cool. Uh, I've, I've kind of stumbled down that because I couldn't find someone one time. They were kind of missing, and I wound up <laughs> making my way around I'm that sorry, way. I'm sorry, okay? We had had a lot to drink, well, you know. okay? <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I haven't spent much time in the gardens. The waterfall, 30 foot, Mike. Like, it's no small yeah. waterfall. And it's kind of weird because it's really just the exit, you know, uh, mm-hmm. that, that you're walking out of as far as uh, Canada far and wide, the circle vision there. And it's kind of now, overlooked. Yeah. I, and maybe Dave can speak on this, but I thought I read somewhere that the, that waterfall, part of the reason they put it there was because the, the sound that it makes, it kind of drowns out the sound of, like, some huge generator that's that's like in the background. I don't know. Do you know anything about that, Dave? Um, trying to think what would be over the back there. There is definitely some bigger buildings um, between the UK and mm-hmm. uh, Canada. We have World Showplace, and there's um, probably some significant air conditioning and things attached to that i'm trying to think what else would be making a whole lot of noise in there but um but yeah so um i was not aware that that is why the waterfall is there but it also wouldn't surprise me very much at all so (laughs) the imagineers are so amazing that waterfall is actually made of paper and they just they just do the 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 air on it just the little the wiggle effect on it. i don't know if anyone else knows that except for me and you by the way uh, there's, uh, the, uh, you've probably seen it on a Reddit or something. Um, there is a small waterfall in uh, the top of Pandora, which is not an actual waterfall. There's 
there's like five or six waterfalls in Pandora and they all of them are actual waterfalls with flowing water except for one <laughs> and you can only see it for a brief period of time if you're standing in the right place and they didn't want to waste money pumping water all the way up for this tiny little waterfall and it's a piece of cloth on a rotator uh, two pieces that make it rotate and it gives a wobble effect to it and uh, yeah all the way up in the top of Pandora there's actually an illusion of a waterfall that is definitely not a waterfall they're like they're sitting there like oh man we would have to get this big pump in here to fix this what did we do with Pirates of the Caribbean with the fire Oh yeah, yeah. We just we just put a fan underneath and just blew. You know. We just pretended <laughs> to make it look. Oh, we'll do that instead. Now this is a real waterfall in Canada, thirty feet, Mike. It's it's ginormous. Um, I think another thing is Canada far and wide. We get our uh, second circle vision in World Showcase here uh, with with Canada far and wide. Have you guys ever taken this in? It's been years for me since I've I've been in there and actually taken the film in, Mike. Nope, never have. Oh, you need to do it sometime. Never it's it's it. fun. It's fun. I've I've seen. I think I saw it just before COVID. I don't think I've seen it post COVID. Um, but it, sometimes our circle visions get like some real hate, and I don't understand. Like uh, they're not for everyone. And if you do suffer from motion sickness, you should definitely go in and focus on one part and watch that. Uh, it's when you try to take it in as a circle vision and turn your body watching a moving <laughs> f a picture. Yeah, you might have some problems with that. Um, so we, so it's one of those things. Like they even have rails in there for you to hold on to to keep yourself steady because people put their head on a swivel and uh, they get blown away. But yeah, so if you if you have challenges with that, you can, it doesn't discount you from doing it. Um, uh, it's like with. Um, when people talk about guardians, like that some people get sick on it. If you focus on what you're meant to focus on and just keep your head looking one direction, the majority of people are fine. Stop trying to figure out how stuff works. Just enjoy it. I spin in a circle, um, Dave. I just, as fast okay. as I can. I don't want to miss anything. So I just stand in the middle Excellent. and just spin this in circles. This does not surprise me. <laughs> I see it all simultaneously. No, um, absolutely fascinating. The China one's spectacular. Um, the uh, the Canada one is amazing. Uh, and it has Martin Short. Who doesn't love that? Come on. Um, I, didn't they change that? Did they? Yeah, it's Eugene it. Levy okay. now. Oh, yeah. he's fun, I too. I saw the Martin Shorten one. Yeah. 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 I haven't it, seen it since uh, Eugene, Eugene Levy, Levy and took Catherine O'Hara. When was that? Oh, that's fun. The two of them. Mm -hmm. that, that's fun. Yep. So, so um, Yeah, crazy. that made it. Uh, it was uh, right before COVID. So it was uh, 2020. Then, January yeah, 17th, 2020. There you go. There you go. Wow. Yeah. Uh, guys, anything else with Canada? Anywhere that you kind of think, man... I, I think this is one space that you definitely don't want to miss. You talked about the, the merchandise a little bit, Dan. I absolutely love the Northwest Mercantile store, store. It's a ton of fun in there as far as going in, and you can try on different hats and do different fragrances and um, lots, lots of cool uh, stuff in there. And, of course, the trading post is there as well. So, Can, we, can somebody please stop telling my wife whenever Lily Pulitzer changes the merchandise options available in the Canada <laughs> pavilion, know, right? like whoever that's, it is. It's like the big thing right now for everybody. Stop it. Right? 
It's huge. I don't know who it is that's telling her, but I'm chasing you down. <laughs> uh, well, I tell you what, guys. It's been absolutely incredible taking this journey around the world. Two episodes. It is our first two-part episode we've done. Um, so lots of fun after 270-some episodes. We are uh, making our way around World Showcase, getting in some of those hidden gems that we love so much. I'm going to have to make my list here before we get off the show of everything that uh, Joe and I are going to do in a couple weeks. I do want to say this. You know what? The news came out uh, before we get into our favorite thing every week. The news came out that uh, we do have a date where Splash Mountain will be closing. And so we know the date is coming up very soon towards the end of uh, January here. And I got to tell you this. Tonight, guys, I just couldn't do it. I'm going to be down there January 5th through the 9th for uh, Run Disney. And, of course, celebrating our Give Kids the World charity uh, event that we're running. I had to go to Riley tonight, and I said, guess what, Ryan? I'm pulling you from school. You're coming with us. So you can ride Splash Mountain one more time. So Riley will be coming with me in January uh, down to do all this. So I might not be able to hit everything Joe and I said because her dad might, might be feeling a little bit woozy by the time I'm done after all the beverages and everything. So I have to be a little bit more of an adult <laughs> because Riley will be with me when we're down meeting everybody uh, with the DDP Today Sorcerers running team with all of our other friends that are going to be down there, and, of course, with our Give Kids the World, uh, people who have donated and are going to be down there as well. So super excited about that. You know, the last couple of weeks on our two-part episode, we talked about some amazing parts all over World Showcase, some amazing things to see, to eat, to try, to drink. Uh, I mean, there's just a lot of hidden gems out there. Some of them you might know, some of them might be new to you, but you know what? If you're going to experience something new or you're going to do something that you've always loved doing or try something new to eat, Take a picture of that because we love seeing those kind of pictures. Put them on our Facebook page, and it brings me to my favorite thing every week. And it's been a long time since I had that. My favorite thing, Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. It's time for us to get our Picks of the Week. All right, fellas, I missed you guys so much. This is one of the things that I absolutely missed doing the most, and it was Picks of the Week. And uh, let me tell you, I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to have my pick. But, Dan, I haven't seen you in a while. Dave, I haven't seen you in a while. Justin, I haven't seen you in a bit. But, Dan, why don't you give me your first pick of the week? All right. For my pick of the week, I'm going to cheat a little bit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over to our DDP Sorcerers page uh, because I have to give a shout-out to Michael Taylor. This dude is flipping killing it. I mean, uh, you know, his health wasn't the best a few months back, and, you know, he decided to kind of take over. And say, you know what? Hey, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna take care of myself. I'm gonna, you know, do some exercise. And that's the great thing about that page is like, you know, you don't have to run a marathon. You know, you don't have to run a 5K, but you have to do something. You know, and 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 that that page has been so positive and just kind of getting people going. Like I, just last week, I was I was you know hopped on a Peloton with uh, Ben Waldeman. You know, just because he happened to see me on at one particular time, and he he texted me and he was like, hey, let's do a ride. Uh, that page is an awesome page, and Mike's been doing—he's been doing awesome work. He's been dropping pounds. He's been staying healthy, and Mike is definitely my my pick of the week this week. Very good pick. I'm very proud of Mike. Doing a great job. Uh, Dave, what's your pick of the week? There have been some really great posts in the last week, and I'm definitely having trouble picking them. Uh, but I want to give a shout-out to... Uh, I'm all about cool gift ideas, um, particularly as we head towards Christmas, and I'm like, I got nothing. Like, I'm not sure what I'm getting my wife. I should probably look into that, right? I, I hope she's been good. I don't know what Santa's going to bring her. 
I hope he he had a hold up his end. Um, but um, and finding something that somebody is passionate about and finding a good uh, good gift. I'm going to go with uh, Alan Curtis, Alan D. Curtis, and Tracy Curtis. She posted regarding his uh, birthday, and then he posted a picture of a really cool gift. He is um, a lover of pin trading uh, and Disney pins, and she got a giant. Uh, pin board for him, uh, a giant Mickey ear pin board uh, for him to start filling. And apparently he needs more pins. So uh, a big happy birthday shout out to Alan and um, a big wow to an amazing gift idea for somebody uh, and a really great pick of the week. Very good. Great pick and happy birthday to him from me. Justin, what's your pick of the week? Yeah, first off, um, let me say this. I, I hope you do get Melanie something really nice for Christmas because... I know something that you got, even though you don't. Here's uh, Melanie's got to learn to. She can't tell me what she gets you because I don't keep secrets well. <laughs> but I do know one thing because I can't. You know, she wanted my opinion on it, so we're good. So you're gonna have a good Christmas, buddy. Um, Thanks. With that, <laughs> with, with that said, uh, my pick of the week is going to Greg Woods. Him and Jessica are out in DCA, Disney California Adventure, and they are rocking it. Um, celebrating some birthdays out there. I love it. Um, look, that is one of my favorite places on earth is Disneyland. And, of course, we have our DDP today, Disneyland Family Vacation 2023 coming up and uh, July 14th through the 17th. Get a hold of us, show at awaywithmetravel.com, and we will get you taken care of, get you out there, having a blast with all the DDP family. We've had a ton of people reach out. It's going to be so much fun. Um, those rooms are starting. There's a couple categories of rooms that are starting to book up. I, uh, I got a hold of Dan and Mike, and I was like, hey, you know, if you want this, we need to go ahead and get that book. So if you are looking at it, go ahead and get that deposit in, and uh, then we can make changes in the future if we need to. But show at awaywithmetravel.com. Greg, love the picture, buddy, and I hope to see you out in Disneyland this July. Mike, how about you, man? Very cool. Uh, my pick of the week is going to go to two people that I got to spend some time with on the last DDP trip, and that goes to Chris Lear and Andrea Lear. They are down at one of my absolute favorite places. They are down in Animal Kingdom, and one of the pictures that they posted from the Animal Kingdom is is just amazing. I love it. I haven't seen it in person yet because I haven't been down there at that particular time, and that is the beautiful tree in the Animal Kingdom Lodge lobby. Uh, it looks like they're going to have a great vacation. They just got down there a little while ago. Uh, my best to them. I had a great time with them on our last DDP trip, and and uh, they have my pick of the week. I absolutely love it. So many great picks. If you've not done it, go and join that DDP Today Facebook group, DDP Today Facebook family over there. Uh, and, of course, like I said, Give Kids the World still going on. Help us reach that goal. And we are matching donations right now. And you will be entered to be a host on DDP Today. You pick the topic. Or if you want to go over on Universal Unleashed, we'll do one over there, too. So we'll do two different uh, drawings. If you want to do Universal or uh, you want to do Disney, we will do it over there. Dan, I'm sure you don't mind that. We'll have some fun doing that. Um, also, For look, sure. right now is Christmas time. I just want to say how much we appreciate you guys. Um, how much we appreciate the family you guys have built over the last four years. As we roll through these next two weeks, typically we take time off. We're not doing that this year. We are going to put out as much content as possible over the next few weeks for you guys to enjoy because we appreciate you and we know the kids are home from school and it gives you something to listen to when a lot of your other shows are taking time off. And that's our way of thanking you for giving us time each and every week, letting us spend time with you and uh, talk our favorite thing, Disney. 
uh, in a positive way, and we appreciate you for that. Guys, World Showcase, one of our favorite places. We spend a lot of time there on every Disney vacation, every time we're in the parks, um, and I think it's fun to explore some of these hidden gems that maybe we've never done before. But we do have some fun stuff going for Patreon. I haven't told you guys yet kind of what we're doing, uh, but we're going to do two different things. I have a, uh, a quite, um, quite a, I guess the best way to say it is quite a tough uh, this or that for you to answer um, whenever we do it. Difficult questions. You have to answer one or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're also going to talk about something that Dave brought up a while back, back in November. And that is, how does Disney kind of impact you in weird ways throughout your day or life? Um, you know, we we look at da- or down and maybe see something Disney that is there that really shouldn't be there. Maybe we, uh, you know, it makes us think of the parks in a certain way. So we'll get into that a little bit, too. If you want to be a part of that patron family, click that link below. And there's lots of tiers you can choose from. But let's close it up. Boys, closing words. Dan, coming to you. Uh, great show. Love this one. There is one thing that I didn't mention, uh, before, uh, and this is not really specific to any pavilion in Epcot, uh, in the world showcase, but I did a fishing excursion years back. Um, and I know you could do it all throughout Disney, but this one is I think we were staying at, at, uh, at Yacht and Beach Club. And if you do that fishing excursion there, you get to go into the world showcase and you get to fish there inside world showcase. And it was, I mean, it was just cool. And again, I think it was before World Showcase opened, so there wasn't anyone really walking around except, except some of the cast members that were walking around in the morning. And fun story with that, like, you know, I was the 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 proud dad, like, taking pictures of all three boys catching fishes. I really wasn't paying attention to my rod that much. And, like, I put it on the side, and I was taking pictures of of Emmett or Finn catching a fish. And before I knew it, I, I heard, like, a, a swoosh, and I look around, and my fishing rod had gone overboard. And uh, I was a little freaked out by that. And, you know, thankfully, the cast member told me, hey, it happens all the time. Don't worry about it. But, again, that is that is a cool how, experience how to check out that, in Epcot. How big was that fish? <laughs> if it took your rod. I, it wasn't a fish. It was a fishes. I have Fishes. What is the plural I, of yeah. fish? <laughs> it's ants. The there was ants on the ground, too. Ants? Mites. Mices. <laughs> Never mind. We're just can I, can I just that, that speaks volumes of cast members to be able to lie that easily, saying <laughs> that that happens all yeah. the time. The, the training <laughs> and the and the enthusiasm uh, uh, must go beyond that because because that's well, never happened before, Dan. And no. if you believe him, good on to him because he really put well, on a show for that one. <laughs> well, I, I sat there and thought to myself, oh Christ, how lo- how much is this going to cost me? I, you know, another couple hundred dollars for this for this rod that just went in the water. <laughs> I'm like, ah, whatever. You know, uh, it is what it is. It would have made me happier stealing. if you had to pay for that, for that so another family could go catch some fishes. Uh, Dave, yes. coming to you, buddy. <laughs> Don't hurt me. <laughs> I'll you to say that. <clears throat> I mean, um, Epcot is one of those things where we... When somebody mentions Epcot as four adult males uh, chatting in a group, we immediately go, yeah, let's go drinking around the world. There is so much more to do at Epcot. Uh, it has, we've discussed it before, how it has grown out of a dream and progressed and changed and developed through the years. Um, we have this stunning world showcase and an opportunity to introduce people to other cultures, to understand them, to appreciate them, to be... Uh, absorbed into it and it's uh, it's a stunning place with as we've discussed literally dozens of hidden gems uh scattered 
around the 1.1 miles that is the walking path of the World Showcase. Um, and it's worth stopping uh, and taking some time to uh, enjoy them. So uh, a, a great way to do a, a dual episode and to, to break it down so that we can really discuss uh, and chat in depth uh, and spend half an episode talking about uh, Japan as we did. So, yeah. <laughs> we knew that was coming. There's just so much to yeah. do in Japan. Uh, Mike, closing words, bud. Uh, more than anything, I'm happy to be back. I think you guys know that. I said that like 10 times already, but I really mean it. Um, it's it's good to be back recording with you guys. I'm looking forward to the next couple of weeks with getting a couple of shows uh, together, getting to know you guys a little bit better, getting to interact a little bit more on social media because I've been kind of off my phone the last couple of weeks. So, uh, But I've been following along as much as I can, and I'm glad to see you guys, and I'm glad to enjoy this holiday season upcoming. It's going to be a great time. 100%. DDP family, have an amazing week. Spread some cheer. Make someone smile. Patron, you are up next. We are so excited to spend some time with you for everyone else we will see you real soon have a good week everybody have a good night cheers have a good night on behalf of the disney dads we want to say thank you we hope you find a little magic in your life every day spread some disney love and keep moving forward Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin, let the wonder and that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.